This is permission to act without perfection. Welcome to the Corpreneur Podcast. I'm Ann Arvizu, and I'm inviting you to hop on the fast track from corporate to freedom. Freedom. Executive experience combined with the mindset of successful entrepreneurship will leave you unstoppable. This content will help you become centered, open, resilient, and energized. So you can build your business, balance your life, and leave your legacy. Ready to unleash your core power? Let's go. Welcome back, Corpreneurs. This is Anne, and I'm glad you are back because you are in for a treat today. Hope you're ready for a burst of ideas and some positivity because every time I speak with today's guest, I get chills that resonate in my core. My guest today is Dolores Hirschman. Dolores is an internationally recognized strategist and coach that I met last November. She helps clients clarify their idea worth sharing. You've heard of TED. That's what she does. She'll help you get on those stages. She helps you design your communication strategy, implement business growth systems, and her clients become speakers and authors and take their messages to some of the larger TEDx stages and beyond. She works through group coaching, workshops, one-on-one coaching, as well as public speaking. And she's a writer, a TEDx organizer, and a participant in TED conferences. She's a CTI certified and ICF accredited coach and has a business degree from the Universidad de San Andres, Argentina. Originally from Buenos Aires, Dolores speaks fluent Spanish, and I try to, (laughs) English and French and lives in Dartmouth, Massachusetts with her husband and four children. Here's something crazy. Back in January of this year, I was a guest on her show, Clarity TV. It's an online TV program, her YouTube channel. And I'll leave a link for you in the show notes for that Clarity TV episode, along with some other information on where you can find Dolores. It's a crazy episode. You definitely want to kind of go through and watch it. My sound volume was low, so you might have to turn it up when I speak, but it really gets better as the show goes on. And what was amazing is that it was like we knew something big was going to happen in 2020. Everyone anticipated that. But instead of talking about our 2020 business goals, which we did touch on, we talked about how businesses needed to pivot during hard times about the power of ideas. I mean, fast forward two months and everybody, everybody who's anybody in entrepreneurship was talking about the pivot and how they had to pivot. And all of us as entrepreneurs have had to pivot our businesses. And like I said, it was like we knew it was coming this whole COVID-19 crisis. And it was like we were foreseeing the hard time in a way as we discussed how we made it through some tough times in the past. So it wasn't an episode of, oh, gung-ho, 2020, here it comes. It was like, wow, two weeks in, I think Dolores's first comment was, (laughs) it feels like a year. Like the first two weeks, everybody left the gate running and worked so hard on their businesses. Everybody was just off to the races, trying to reach their goals, schedule their meetings, doing their thing. We never really knew though that so many business owners and business professionals would endure such hardship as we have this year with so many facing job loss, closing doors to their brick and mortar businesses and shops, canceling live events, pivoting to doing virtual events, and then making them better and better right? Needing to get Zoom encrypted or protect yourself so that you don't get Zoom bombed. 
just there's so much learning and such a learning curve that we've all gone through this year. So I was excited to get Dolores on my show and talk about this and kind of give our updates in light of our new normal just five months later. I'm also excited because every corpreneur needs a positive, supportive ideapreneur. And that's who my friend Dolores is. I'm sure you'll be encouraged and inspired by this conversation. Welcome, Dolores. So good to see you. So good to hear you. So I don't know. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know. It's been since what, January that we talked last? January this year. Yeah. January of this year. Dolores, it feels like it was a decade ago. Yeah. Wow. We met seven months ago in November of the previous year. Right. I mean, it's another eon. It literally truly is another era in many ways as an entrepreneur, as a woman, as a human, right? We've had this great equalizer come before us called Mm COVID-19. And yet we've had this great unifier that we were using before anyway, because we were on Zoom anyway, girlfriend, like (laughs) we were there. We were, we've been virtual for a while. We have, (laughs) and that's really good. I've been on Zoom so much today. For those of our guests that are joining in to Corpreneur TV and they didn't hear the stellar, stunning intro I did of you in the podcast, then why don't you give our listeners a little bit of a background on who you are, what your company is, and... We'd love to. So thank you, Anne. So my name is Dolores. My accent, I'm going to say that up front, is from Argentina. I was born and raised in Buenos Aires, and I've been living here in the U.S. for over 20-something years, but who's counting? And I have four wonderful children. I also take a stand for ideas that can have an impact in the world. That's what I believe in. And if you ever ask me, what, who do I work with? Who's my ideal client? My ideal client is an idea that can change the world. It happens to live in the head of my dear people client, whom I work with to make these ideas come to life. So at Masters in Clarity, what we do is we help our clients clarify their core idea and their core messaging so that they could position successfully and create a clear, scalable business plan. Yeah, see, I couldn't have said that better, even though I can give all your credentials and tell the world, you know, all what you do and how you help people get on TED stages and all this stuff. But in the end, it goes back down to core and core idea. And, you know, it's like I have ideapreneur right here. We have corepreneur right here. When Dolores and I first met and started talking, I'm like, wow, we're the same person. We both created a framework. It both has this central thing. So we're both that type that we've received that download from God, higher power, whatever you get it from. But it is like for us a sacred thing, a destiny thing. And like so many women entrepreneurs, we're doing something that heals, that trains, that equips, that teaches. And it's this nurturing, beautiful, from the inside out, how can we make that idea now come to life? Because ideas we talked about before are a dime a dozen. Now, here's something really interesting. Dolores and I were in, well, I was on your show. Arizona. Yeah. Well, we were in Arizona when we met. Yeah, and you were in my show in June. And yeah. on your show, we're going to have the links to everything we mentioned here today, including this show, it's because <laughs> it's amazingly creepy. We actually had a full-blown conversation on pivoting, needing to go back to those times that are pivotal moments in your business 
We talked about 2008, 2009. I shared some of my story in that and how you rise, recover, stand strong when things go wrong, all that stuff. This is our conversation in January. And in the meantime, we were like, oh, rah, rah, out of the gate. It's 2020. 2020 is so like spectacular. There's some amazing alignment of the stars, moon, planets, and you know the humanity is rising. We were just so positive. Everybody was. It was 2020 is our year. 20 million people were going to reach. Like all this stuff. Everybody had goals. Big corporations had goals. Small entrepreneurs had goals. Small businesses had goals. And for some reason, going into this double decade, it just seemed so epic. Mm-hmm. And it, it well, still is in a different way. <laughs> darn well is. It is epic to the max. <laughs> I don't think we'll forget it. <laughs> oh, we'll never forget 2020. So let's talk. I mean, because you didn't even Let's remember. unpack. <laughs> yeah, let's unpack. What have you been doing and how have you pivoted, Dolores? Yes. So it has been the best of times and the worst of times. Mm. I think personally, I'm just going to talk from where I stand. I have, I've never worked so many hours in my life in the last two months. Of course, my children are home. I'm lucky that my youngest is 14, so it's a little bit more manageable. I really, my heart goes out to moms with younger kids in school age. It's just, it's been brutal, right? And I mean, there's so many layers of crisis and pain, but let's talk about the layers of possibility and the layers of pivoting and design and opportunity, right? And when I say opportunity, I really mean an opportunity to select and choose who we want to be as humans, who we want to be as mothers, wives, sisters, cousins, and who we want to be as business owners, which is where you and I come in, right, Anne? Because you and I have this common of, you have the corporate, I have the idea partner, but the preneur part is is that word. And the preneur part for me is preneur in, in, in French. It's like grab it and run with it. Nice. Pondre is to grab right? It's, it, I'm kind of being creative here, but the truth is like, grab it and run with it. And so for me in the last couple of months, it's like, how can I grab this opportunity and run with it? And what I mean, run with it is like, how can I serve? What do I have between my team and I? What skill sets do we have? And this is actually the first thing we did on Friday, March 13th. So let me give you some, some chronologic order here, because it was Weird. Tuesday, March 10th, I am in New York City Mm. as a speaker on the stage of the Amsterdam Theater, which is the main, I think it's Frozen now, but it was Lion King, it's a Disney stage. Nice. There was a conference called Women on Broadway. The closing keynote speaker was Hillary Clinton. Wow. And even that night before and that morning, they were sending messages to speakers like, uh, we're still on, we're still on, we're like, because it was like, we're on or we're not. And I will never forget it. We did it. Hillary spoke. It was amazing. I think everybody felt this energy of, of the world is normal until just now and things are going to change. We just didn't know how, but there was this energy in the room of camaraderie and coming together. My daughter was there with me. And that night I drove away. We, we had driven into a city, we drove back. And then by the time I come, came home, my husband's like, I think we need to go shopping at Costco's. I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, like, let me take off my dress. <laughs> <laughs> that passed. And then it was Friday, March 13, right? When everything kind of locked. And the first thing we did was I, you know, we had our team meeting and I asked my team to do a SWOT analysis for the company, 
and for each one of us. Basically, I was asking, what are you really good at? What are we as a team really good at? What is things that we can bring forth? What are our strengths? What are our threats and what are our weaknesses? But we leaned into our strengths and we said, okay, what of all of the things that we know how to do can we use to serve people right now? We just didn't know what was happening. But what I did know is that my phone, I couldn't answer messages fast enough from I have five siblings who are entrepreneurs in Argentina. Mm. They were the first to call. Mm -hmm. And then my girlfriends and then my clients and then people that I know in the industry, they called and said, you've been running your business virtually. Help me now. Like my brother has 500 employees and all of a sudden they were all home. So the first reaction is like, okay, let's just put all that we know easy, right? On an online learning platform and like release it to the world, which we did. We gave it for free to friends and clients and colleagues. And I think I released it to the world for like $5 a month or whatever you can pay. And that was our first reaction. Yeah. What was yours? Oh my gosh. So similar. It was, I was in a meeting on Miami beach with another group of women and all women entrepreneurs and all well-to-do women entrepreneurs, all making over seven figures. It's Allie Brown's new group called the trust. And, you know, you and I met through Allie Brown. And so I'm really, I was grateful for that meeting. And I remember sitting in the meeting because my industry, you know, is biotech and in the biotech industry, everything in February, February, I'd say 15th on to about 23rd, we were hearing and we were knowing. And, you know, I was an infectious disease specialist for six years in research and development. So I know a little bit about this. I did some podcasts on coronavirus and on antibacterial, you know, resistance and all the things that are going on right now. And antivirals, antiretrovirals, the types of vaccines and why they're being created and how long it's going to take. And people were just being way too laissez-faire about this. Like this is, oh, it's all fine. You know? <laughs> so it's not all fine people. It's not, it's not, all, not fine. all fine. Like we were going to, I was supposed to be in New York city last week, walking across the stage, an amazing group of women, the healthcare business women's association, receiving a lifetime achievement award as a luminary being there at business development, you know, all that's out the window. All my business development events are in March yes. and in April yes. and it's like done. So it's like that business is done. Let's, <laughs> let's move over to this business. So RXCR is like hold and core centrics is is up. So we made the massive, massive pivot shift. And same, same with you. Where do we want to be now? I think what you said earlier was really important. You know, with the SWOT analysis, you get a chance to say, who am I? What do I want? How do I want to show up? What do I want my business to do? I heard someone on a call a couple of weeks ago say, what do I want my business to look like? Mm -hmm. What do I want my life to look like? So I build my business around that. Yeah. And interestingly enough, when that hit, I think that Monday I signed a contract because I just hired a marketing strategist and a social media strategist. I have my team, but I've been looking to shift. And I'm so glad I didn't hire them in January because literally I hired them on March 15 or something like that. And so they're now in the observing mode, but I'm like, okay, you are coming in in weird moments because yeah. a month ago I had a system and I had content that we had planned. All that is out the window because I'm not using any of my planned, tidy and organized <laughs> content mapping. It's out. I'm writing a letter to my followers every week mm -hmm. because I can't even write it a week ahead because I don't know what the world will look like next Friday. Mm -hmm. I send them out on Fridays. 
So it's interesting. Yeah. So I agree with what you said, because I think I actually invested in that in team to help me in the strategic side of who do I want to come out as when lockdown ends or when lockdown eases or whatever is going to happen. We just don't know. Yeah. I think that you and your perspective could be very helpful right now in terms of, I bet there's a lot of people out there that have great ideas. I know that some people are absolutely tired of what they have been doing. And now that they've had this time of pause, I, like you, have been speeding up. I have put <laughs> yes, pedal to I, the metal. I, yes. I have worked long, long, long hours, long, long days. I actually wrote and finished a book that will be published next month, right? I got a TV spot booked that actually had to be moved. Thank God it did because that way we could redo our website to get ready for the book, the platform, the launch, the other thing. You know, like we have a whole new business rocking this year and it's on a runway. And because of that, time to hunker down and get in the trenches. It's tiresome, but it's also something about ideas that is so like if you wake up at three in the morning and you got to start writing stuff down and it doesn't stop once it the font stop. opens, it's like, just go. And other people are feeling like, Oh, I have this idea. Should I even bother to launch? What would you tell them? <laughs> yeah. So let me share where March and April found me. So I think when we met, I shared with you that I had just sold one of my business units. Mm -hmm. So January was a kickoff of that project. And March found me like three months into that project, which now has sped up. We have opened enrollment much sooner because it did so well. And sales on that is amazing. And then we started pivoting. And yes, we created new products yeah. too. I actually started the skeleton of a book and I'm having my team finish it by the end of the month. Here's a new thing I just started last week. I joined an investor group. Mm. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> Which one did you join? I, I, I joined one with Roland Fraser. I joined Motley Fool. Oh, cool. And it's like a newsletter. And it's like, I've been investing and it's been really good. It's a great time to invest. I'm looking to buy companies. Oh, very good. Like literally own companies, okay. small companies. Oh, well, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk offline. Okay. So the truth is, and this is what I've been saying, you know, I'm sure you've encountered this. This is the time where every single, let's call it sacred cow mm. or belief mm. of things that are never going to work, never going to, I will never teach online high school. We'll never do massive telehealth. The Supreme Court will never open session on Zoom. Okay, that is gone. So this is the world where everything you thought it was never going to be possible is happening. And so the truth is, if you have an idea, it's great because it's a wild west. This is permission yes. to act without perfection. Yes. So there's nobody out there acting in a perfect mode. They're mm -hmm. just acting and then they're gaining traction simply by taking action. I was on a call one hour ago. Jeff Walker just said the same thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. People are forgiving right now. We just need to go out and take some action and let it get done. And just like if you're going to invest in buying a business or if you're going to invest in buying a stock, this is the time I believe for businesses. This is when you seed 
and you're going to see a forest grow up from those seeds that you just planted. So even if we're pivoting and if we're creating and we're putting seeds in the ground now, they are going to reap the things that we want them to reap a little bit later. It might not be the year, the way we look at it, but how can we like coach ourselves and ask the questions like, okay, maybe my first quarter doesn't look like it should have. Maybe it doesn't have that $300,000, whatever cushion that we were looking for, but it could triple or quadruple by the end of the year. There's still plenty of time and there's still plenty of ways to play in the sandbox, to do joint ventures and to describe and create your life in a new way. So for me, that means I don't know if I want to get on every last plane anymore and be in every last meeting. I don't know that I want to be beholden to my clients. I have one business, you know, is expertise. It requires very little of me on a phone or a plane. It really requires me showing up, understanding and appreciating their world and giving them a solution. Why do you need to spend the money? So I think entire paradigms of industries need to change. I used to tell people's budgets on big, big Fortune 500 companies, why do you need the travel budget so much? Why can't you cut this? Why can't we do more virtual meetings? I think people like it. What about for you? What new ideas had you had for your business? So were you tolerating before? What do you want now to see? What's your vision? Yes. So a couple of things here. First of all, one of the things that Masters and Claire we've done well, and, and when we start, sat down and did the strength and analysis, I realized one of the strengths that we have, which is not for everybody, but we are really good at attracting amazing team members. Mm. And we're really good at project management and getting things done. That's just how we're wired. So one of the things that we now just launched, which I call it the DMP, Digital Marketing Project Manager, the DMPM. Because one of the things I find is that we are in the slots are open and everybody's consuming coaching programs and how to, right? But from there to taking action is a really big step. And what yeah. Master Sinclair has always been really good at is merging the strategy and the coaching with the action. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we just launched is that every one of our clients in our mastermind now has the option to hire one of our DPMs. Awesome. Or DMPs or whatever so we literally match our entrepreneur with a COO from the get-go. And so I have a client who went from zero to launching a 21-day challenge, who's launching a product, and all the assets and pieces are done ready under one person who manages all the vendors. That is such a great service because people don't know how to be their own project manager. They don't want to be stuck in the weeds of it. That's an incredible service. So we're going to have all the links for all that below. Because you know, Yeah. And the talent, which let's call you and me the talent, right? Usually you are the expert or the thought leader or whatever. The talent, A, doesn't have all the answers of the digital details, nor should you. And B, you just want to spend 80% of your time having an impact with your message or your work. And so it's a perfect match for someone who wants to really reap the benefits of these times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. So that's one of the things we just launched. Okay. So you have a lot going on. So this is, (laughs) this is awesome. Like this is really awesome. And what about the whole TED thing, right? Because you were helping speakers train for their TED talk, their TEDx talk and speaking. Talk to us about the speaking industry and where that's going because you have probably an insider look on it. 
Yeah. So uh, if you remember the business unit that I sold to advance your reach, and I'm going to give you a couple of lines there, because if you were not Jeff Walker, Jeff Walker is or is about to launch the live event. That, is that the live event you're in yes. this weekend? Yes. Well, you're in for a treat <laughs> because Barry's running that event. Yeah, Sage events. Yeah, Sage. Barry and Blue. And so Sage did the Advance Your Reach a few yeah. weeks ago, and I was on the text with Barry because they did a whole training for event planners. So I sold my service where we put people on stages to Pete at Advance Your Reach, and Pete did okay. his, he tipped a lot of cows. So he hosted a three-day <laughs> virtual event where instead of the 1,000 people he was expecting in person in Florida in April, he had 2,500 people. Yeah. Three days. Yeah. The retention, meaning the people showed up and stayed uh, pretty much consistently 2,500 people for three full days. Yeah. And they quadrupled the expected sales that they had. They had a sale projection pre-COVID. Yeah. They went four times. Listen, people, are you listening to this? If you want to do an online event, listen, the same statistics are exactly what I just experienced in the event that I'm in this weekend. 700 people were supposed to show up. 2,200 people are there. I mean, it was multiple Zoom rooms on cameras. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's easy tech. It's not anything more than what we're doing now. It's just times. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Pete had 22 Zoom rooms connected. Yeah. And I was a speaker there with Paul nice. Fisher and, uh, and Jared Gons. What did you speak about? Stages. And <laughs> so let's talk about that. So what am I seeing on stages? Yes. Two things. So let's talk TEDx first. We actually just have a client who got a confirmation of an audition yesterday. So TEDx, end of 2020, early 2021, they are starting to host auditions, mm-hmm. especially in Europe. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to have better luck earlier in the 2020 year, like October. Yeah. Europe is opening up TEDx is in October on. So actually, I have quite a few TEDx clients that are like, this is perfect time for me because these are, you know, high visibility, very busy people who are now saying, this is perfect for me to focus on my TEDx. So we're working on their talk right now mm-hmm. while they're home and my team is starting to position them to be selected. So if you ever want to do a TEDx is a good time to be the prepping part. Yeah, great, great. And do you also help people like because Masters in Clarity, are you still helping individual TEDx clients like clarify their message if they need to craft a talk or anything like that? The whole thing. So so basically we take you from, I want to speak on a TEDx to getting there. That means we actually help you in clarifying the core idea, writing the whole talk, getting the pitch ready, then my team grabs the pitch and runs with it and finds you the right event. We support you through the audition and then we help you all the way until you take the stage. So that's still happening. And it it actually is a perfect time to do it. And actually you and I need to talk about that. Yes, we do. do. I got a couple. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that offline because we have a couple going on that they were like, Hey, why don't you? And I'm like, well, (laughs) we're in the middle of a crisis, but okay. It is a good time to focus yeah. on that clarity. And one of the things that some of my speakers have been saying is that had I been working with you a month ago, it's like all other talks have changed. So even right. if you've been speaking for 30 years, you need to go through that process. Whether you're going to deliver a TEDx or not, your talk has changed. And if you think it has not, then I'll be a little bit concerned. 
<laughs> yeah. I am not the same human being I was a month ago. Tell us about that because core for me is an acronym meaning centered, open, resilient, and energized. And you mentioned you've been working more than ever. This is that time when it's like, I haven't had a vacation day since December. I don't know about you, but there's no place to go. Even if we had a day off, I can't go to the beach. I can't have a spa day, right? We're not going to get on a plane and go to our favorite location. Really, it would be a staycation at home, which is, you know, might as well keep working because we're still busy <laughs> unless you want to be one of those people on Instagram that's baking bread and, you know, learning a new hobby and all that stuff, coloring and coloring books. I don't have time, but what are you doing? Well, my new hobby is this investor class. <laughs> my new hobby is learning how it. to buy companies. I, I'm really actually <laughs> loving it. Like I'm loving it. And I went for a long bike ride. Like here's a couple of things that I am doing actually. I am starting my day no later than 10 a.m. every day. I try to push it to 11, meaning the first meeting or call will not happen before 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. And if I can squeeze it, it's going to be 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I wake up at 7 a.m. And sometimes I do work because I'm catching up. But I go for walks or bike rides. Mm -hmm. My form of exercise is outdoors. I just I tried everything else, but I just need mind and body at the same time. So I just need to be outdoors. Yeah. And New England, the weather's changing. So really, it's like, you asked me, what is my new hobby? I am playing with this concept of investor. And it's like this social entrepreneurship investment. And it's like, how can I buy a company, optimize it, make sure that it's serving more people, and then have someone run it? I'm not going to run any of these companies. So I've been playing with that. And so every time I go out for exercise, the ideas are just... The ideas are coming. Yeah. So anyway, so that's what I've been doing. And the other thing we've been doing as a family... Actually, my kids are baking a lot of bread, <laughs> Good, <laughs> which is dangerous. But we've been having kind of like dinners every night, even if it's seven oh. o'clock, eight o'clock. Yeah. But we sit and have a good, fun meal every mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. I've been in too many virtual events on weekends, but I'm trying, especially this weekend, to literally not even touch my phone from Friday night to Monday morning. Yeah, that's so good. It sounds so parallel. That is hard. We've become digital. We've become so bombarded, but I've been actually pushing back my meetings also. My modus operandi is biking and, and walking as well. And I did a lot of that in the Keys for the first about 30 days. Right after the Miami meeting, I got sick and I didn't know if it was COVID or not. There was no testing. So my father-in-law came down to stay here in our home in Miramar and I went to stay in the house in the Keys and that's where I wrote a book. So isolation for me was good, but I also had this really weird sore throat. I had a couple days of fever and I was scared because I'm an asthmatic. So I just didn't really want to take any chances. Yeah. Our daughter's still going to work, right? She's 25. She works in a lab and we've had to social distance. I think some of the fear out of it has calmed down and this new normal is something that we're all experiencing where it's not a negotiable anymore to have morning early time where the ideas can flow through. It's something you need as an entrepreneur. It's something that we all need. And I love that too, right? It's always when we're walking and we're not around a pad of paper and a pen that the ideas are flowing <laughs> through. You know, we can still at least type them into something like our phone. I'm doing and the voice notes, messages. Voice to my messages. Team, exactly. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, but this is what's going to happen. I know. It's so perfect. It's like you're the same person. What final bits of clarity. You are the original master in clarity, ideapreneur. So what clarity can you help women with who might be listening, who maybe 
they don't have it. They don't feel like they have it all together. Cause I'll tell you, I think one of the things that stop women from starting businesses like we have is this lack of self-esteem or the fact that maybe they need external validation. Yes. So I'm going to not even real. I'm going to read you something that is aligned with this, but I'm going to say to you, the listener, not you, Anne, but you, the listener, what I said to a speaker backstage in 2015 or 16, I can't remember, mm. where she's an expert in addiction and she was just freaking out about taking the stage. And I remember holding her by the shoulders and I said, how many people will suffer if you don't get on stage and deliver your message? Yes. Because it comes to a point where your work is bigger than your fear, is bigger than your need to be perfect. And it's bigger than you wondering what people will think about you. Yeah. So I think I'm going to read the Ideapreneur Manifesto. Manifesto. And the Ideapreneur Manifesto is, is what drives me and what drives the clients that I work with. So let's, let's read it. Go for it. And you have the image. Yes. And then you feel free to share it. I will. So the Ideapreneur Manifesto, who are we? So we are creative, compassionate, and lovers of life. We have ideas all day, big and small. We don't hoard them. We take action on the ideas we're called to serve, and we are generous in releasing the rest of the ideas out into the world. We are focused, determined, clear, and driven to serve our idea, the one we commit to, and the one we leave as a legacy. We are relentless in the pursuit of the support, network, spark, and love for our idea to take flight. We are the wind behind the wings of change. Mm -hmm. We believe with all our hearts, our soul, and our minds that the ultimate goal is positive impact. We believe in the creative process of turning our idea into a product, service, or program for positive in the world. We embrace the right, are willing to play big, even if we feel small. We are scared to speak up, but we grab the microphone anyway. (laughs) We are grateful for the challenge and wake up daily to the opportunity. We wake up expecting the miracle, the sign, the magic that shows up in our life simply because we have said yes to our idea. Dolores, you are a corepreneur (laughs) and an ideapreneur. Thank Thank you so much. If you, our listeners, our watchers, viewers, I guess is the right word. It's my first, you know, show with somebody else. As we get this going, this is for you. This is a time for leaders to stand up like no other time in history. And what do leaders do best? Dolores, I bet you can answer that question. We stand up and we take action and people will follow, not because you ask them, but because they see you role model what they aspire. And do leaders have to be perfect? Uh, What what is perfect? There is no such thing. So we want to encourage as many people as possible. If if this is your time to shift, right? There's a download that you can find on my website, 10 Steps from Corporate to Freedom. There's a checklist you can go through. You can create your plan of action and you can get the manifesto at mastersandclarity.com, right? And we'll get all the links correct. Did I say that right, Dolores? We'll get all the links right below in the chat and on YouTube, as well as in the show notes for where the podcast is going to be. And Dolores, 
I just wish you so much success between this time and next year. And we'll, we'll stay in touch. We'll have another call soon. Just you and I. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going anywhere. We're stuck in these offices right now. <laughs> That's right. This friendship is just starting. We're just getting started. Dolores, love you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Corporate North and make it happen for you in 2020. Thank you and love you too. Mwah. Mwah. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show and leave me a rating and review. If you are ready to make your move to entrepreneurial freedom and success, success. then take action now. Head over to my website, anarvizu.com and get our most requested free download. Your 10-step corporate to freedom checklist is a transformational self-assessment tool that will help you visualize and create a life and business you truly deserve. Until next time, stay centered, open, resilient, and energized. energized.